Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Let's talk about what we can learn from Call Her Daddy's Alex Cooper. This girl has a net worth of over $98 million and is boasting a $60 million three-year deal with Spotify. So here's how Alex has scaled a multi-million dollar personal brand that keeps her 3 million listeners on their toes. So what can you learn from Alex Cooper's success? Alex Cooper is one of the top podcasters of our generation and 100% is coming for Joe Rogan's spot, especially because she's a woman making her mark as a modern feminist of sorts. Um, when Alex started podcasting with her then roommate Sophia in 2018, um, and they initially started with a YouTube vlog. Which, by the way, was really interesting to read about because Sophia and Alex were roommates, but they weren't besties. And yet, they strategically, from day one, were like, we're going to give off hella bestie energy because girls are going to trust us more and are going to be more likely to take our advice if we feel, if we give them the feeling that like, we're friends, this is a safe space. And like I said, it's not like they were like, you know, super, 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 super close, but also they weren't not friends. I think they just played up their friendship a little bit more to gain the trust and also continue to building like this community that ultimately turned into like the daddy gang, right? So Alex graduated from Boston University with a degree in production um, and also marketing slash advertising. So the girl knows what she's doing, okay? Um, and Call Her Daddy initially started as like a relationship, sex and dating type of podcast. Um, OG listeners would probably still categorize it as such. I would argue that it has definitely, while there is the common thread of like sex, dating, relationships, um, romance, she even has guests that are, you know, like love experts, dating coaches, sex therapists, um, and she does ask some of her famous guests, you know, like the Chainsmokers about their threesomes, um, Haley Bieber about her relationship and so on. I would argue that it's more so like a dating relationship type of podcast. It's definitely catered towards women, specifically ages 18 to 24, according to her agents. So she definitely knows her demographic really well. 
she is trusted on the romantic front as being um, a sort of, you know, I don't know if I would say like relationships expert, but somebody who is confident enough that her listeners ask her questions about what they should do in their relationships and they take her advice. So when Call Her Daddy first started, it definitely was more so like a response to what Alex and Sophia were seeing at the time, which was a lot of men talking about sex and dating and relationships and dictating the rules to women, right? So, you know, telling women how they should act and how they should feel and all of that. And for women to, like, this was 2018, not that long ago, but still at the time for women to start conversations about sex and dating and relationships, especially on social media, like it was still considered pretty slutty. Um, and so they definitely took a risk, um, in creating that community, but it was one that was clearly much needed because now Alex has three million (laughs) listeners who are tuning in to not only learn about her perspective on relationships and romance and yada, yada, but now the perspectives of her celebrity guests like Miley Cyrus and, um, you know, uh, Holly Madison and Haley Bieber and all of these people. So Alex is definitely making her mark as a modern feminist. She's so good at keeping us on our toes. She knows what people want to hear about. She knows what's hot in pop culture. Um, and she has her pulse on culture, knowing when to get guests. It's almost like she knows exactly when people would want to hear from what guest. Um, and she knows when to evolve. So like I said, at 23, Alex was living on unemployment checks, vlogging on YouTube, trying to start this podcast. Today, she's got a $60 million three-year contract exclusively with Spotify. And Call Her Daddy started as a sex and dating podcast. I would say on that, just to continue on that, that Call Her Daddy is largely responsible for how comfortable we, and by we, I mean all of us, but specifically the girls and the gays, are with talking about sex and dating online now. It's definitely not, like, perfect. I would definitely say it's still rather taboo of sorts, but... There's, there's more of an openness um, than there was before. And controversy is what made Call Her Daddy famous as a show. Um, and controversy continues to steer the ship. You know, the fact that the conflict between co-hosts Sophia and Alex generated a ton of organic press for Alex's solo deal with Barstool Sports, that then allowed for Alex to continue to push boundaries alone and keep us on our toes. But how does she do that? So Alex strategically, instead of lingering, you know, on the fact that Sophia left and blah, 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 a lot of, you know, if you go to look at Sophia's podcast, she has one now on her own as well. Um, it's a little bit different of a direction. Um, I would say that she would probably greatly benefit from having a co-host, Alex, however, was okay with doing this alone, and she filled Sophia's void with celebrity guests, like I mentioned earlier, Hailey Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Julia Fox, Chainsmokers, right? This allowed her to evolve the show from sex and dating, which is something she said she was bored of talking about anyway, to giving her three million listeners 
like an inside look into the lives of our favorite celebrities or people that we see on magazines, in tabloids, on social media, but we really don't know like everything about them. We really don't know how they feel. We don't know their inside look on things, right? So that was kind of Alex's direction um, evolving after leaving Barstool and acquiring the um, $60 million contract with Spotify. Now, this is the interesting part here. If you didn't know, and it makes sense a lot. Like I, I said before, you know, looking at somebody's earlier upbringing or what they majored in in college or or things that aren't just where they are now but looking back a little bit things start to make sense a little bit right so Alex majored in production I know specifically like tv some editing something of that nature as well as marketing and advertising at Boston University she now has been named like by Spotify one of their top talent, one of their most involved talent. And here's what I mean by that. She edits every single one of her episodes herself. She is adamant on being the editor of the podcast. She's incredibly involved in the production. She's incredibly involved in every single step of the way. Spotify has said that there are talent that they have that kind of, you know, they're on on air talent. They're the voice of their podcast or the face of their podcast, but they're not really involved in the nitty gritty, the creative direction, the production, the editing. Alex is very heavily involved in all of that. And that's because that's what she loves. It's what she majored in in college. It's what she really enjoys. Um, she was editing the podcast back when they were at Barstool and also even before that, when it was just her and Sophia with no production contract. So this is something that's a huge, huge part of who she is. And the other components of what makes Alex so different from a lot of other female podcasters in general, but also specifically in the health, you know, romance, relationships, sex and dating space, is that if you see, if you look at her, her videos, right, on TikTok or on Reels or even watch the video podcast episodes themselves, you'll notice that she's not dressed up. She has very minimal to no makeup on. Her hair is not super done up. It's just straight, very natural looking. Um, she has sweat a sweatsuit on or some sort of lounge set. Like there's no try hard kind of like this is like a come as you are type of attitude, which also contributes subconsciously to this welcoming atmosphere and community that she's looking to build with the daddy gang. Um, Alex has expressed that she had a difficult time um, with being taken seriously. And instead of, you know, coming forth with like a suit or something like a super expected sexy outfit, she was just like, this is who I am. Like, and plus, I'm not the star here anyway. I'm just asking the questions. These are my guests. Like, let them have their moment. Um, And so it's kind of interesting to me because... She is one of the few people that I would say her podcast does not really feel like the average podcast. It feels like a talk show that you just so happen to watch on Spotify or on YouTube or on TikTok. It feels like a talk show more than a podcast. Um, does have something like Barbara Walters-esque about it. 
<laughs> I hope that makes sense. Also, rest in peace, Barbara Walters. Um, but there's something about her that feels so, like, big sister vibes, very welcoming, very um, join my community, uh, no judgment zone. And that's all very intentional. These are feelings that every single brand that is building themselves wants to exude. They want their audience, they want their listeners, their customers to feel a certain way. And Alex, from the very start, has been incredibly strategic about how she wanted people to feel, especially with topics that are risque or maybe at the time a little taboo um, or even, you know, that extends to the guest experience as well. You'll notice that it's very chill. Like even her and her guests are sitting on very plush furniture and everything's very like calm and mellow. And that's also because you have high profile people that you're interviewing about their personal life, about vulnerable things. Um, and you want them to feel welcome and feel safe to open up, um, which is not usually how celebrities and public figures feel when it comes to talking to the press. And Alex, is still the press, even though she's a creator, even though she has notoriety and like her own personal brand, she's still a, a press and media source. Um, and her podcast has become such a strong press source that we've even heard Alex Earl say, I'm not going to talk about the details of my breakup unless Alex Cooper invites me on call her daddy. And then I will talk about my breakup with Tyler Wade on call her daddy. Like that's how powerful of a press source it is, especially for women, you know, ages 18 to 27. Um, and that has a lot to do with the strategy that Alex, started with Sophia and then ultimately ended up taking over on her own. So in summary, what is something that you can learn from Alex Cooper when you're building your own personal brand or whether you're building your own, you know, company or business, you have to have a bigger purpose for Alex. That's giving a voice to women and lean, leaning into being bitchy and crass and taboo. She's taking over those terms. She's taking them back. Right. Be mindful also of working with friends, you know, like sometimes those boundaries can be blurred and sometimes that can create, you know, sticky situations. For Alex, it was one that she ended up kind of crawling out of and spinning into a press strategy for her own solo relaunch, but that's not always the case. We've heard so many stories of co-founders um, and co-hosts and, and co-creators having really, really bad breakups. I mean, girl, have you seen the social network? Like, <laughs> um, plan carefully and be strategic in order to scale your influence career. This is my general advice for most influencers is stop throwing spaghetti at the wall. And anybody who wants to build a personal brand, you need to have a strategy. Same way that you would build like any other type of brand. How do you want people to feel? What's the end goal here? How are we are using every single piece of content that you're creating to get to some sort of goal and to become known for something, right? And that's not always going to be, um, you know, just you. You have to define what is it about me that makes me unique and interesting and how can I get to those goals that I really want to get to um, as, as, an, as a personal brand, 
The other lesson is lean into controversy and don't be afraid of negative feedback. Alex has dealt with this so heavily. There's a lot of critique towards her for the kinds of topics she talks about, for the kinds of guests she has on. And regardless, Alex uses that negative feedback. She sees this negativity as like, well, people are talking about it anyway. And for her, kind of like all press is good press because this girl has been through the ringer. Um, And most importantly, always have big daddy energy. Okay. I hope this was a helpful inside look into how Alex Cooper has built her personal brand, how she's building um, her daddy gang. I definitely think there's so much potential for what she's going to be doing with this community beyond just the podcast, Um, whether that's leaning more into physical products or a book or some sort of podcast production mentorship experience. And she has so much production experience and so much interested in like the behind the scenes stuff. Maybe she might start her own production company or a media company of sorts. Um, and expand more upon that. So there's so many possibilities that once you have established a strong personal brand, it's easier also to consult with like a brand strategist or a team member who can do exactly what I just did. Like I just saw, you know, Alex's personal brand, did a ton of research on it. And I'm like, okay, I can predict kind of the trajectory of where she could go next with her career. Um, And that's also really important for you to know as well so that you can get closer to some of those bigger goals that you have. Anyways, definitely look into Alex, definitely watch um, her podcast, especially if you want your own podcast or you would like to have a media company in the future. This is somebody to learn from for sure. And if you are a public figure and influencer listening to this, you got to incorporate being on uh, Call Her Daddy as part of your press strategy. I mean, in this day and age, you'd be kind of silly not to. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.